You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, 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 football fans. Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I'm your host, uh, Anthony Abbott. Um, we have a great guest on the show this, this week. It's uh, Skylar Thomas of Memphis 901. Uh, Skylar is the creator of Kick Deck. So it's, uh, it was a great interview to learn how he started that and uh, just talk about his career because he's had a pretty pretty great career too. So um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I uh, can't wait for you to listen to it. Um, just wanted to give a special shout out to those Halifax Wanderers. Another victory last night against uh, Let's Go Ottawa. Keeps us in the hunt for the playoffs, which is really hotting up uh, ourselves, York and uh, I guess Valor, if they get their finger out, could probably still be in with a chance. So excited to see how the season kind of ends. Uh, it's definitely starting to ramp up. Also, want to say congratulations to friend of the show and legend that is Joe Morelli on uh, breaking the uh, Canadian Premier League season scoring record uh, with number fourteen last night, which was a great goal to break, break the record. It was a, a fantastic, fantastic goal. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to. Go to the game because work and daddy duties get in the way these days. So I heard it was a, a great game to be at. And um, congrats to Atletico Ottawa. They put up a, a really good game against the Wanderers. They didn't make it easy whatsoever. So, yeah, we're uh, we're getting into the the, the the meaty end of the uh, the season. So looking forward to see where it goes. And also congrats to Forge in keeping uh, the, the CPL's name going in the, uh, the Champions the CONCACAF Champions League, or whatever the hell they call it. Um, yeah, uh, well, well done to the Forge uh, for keeping the Canadian flag flying. It was uh, another great performance and an absolute cracker of a goal from Kyle Becker. Um, the man, he just steps up. Um, and also, what a ridiculously shitty red card for Moba Bully. Uh, I'm still trying to rack my brains as to what the referee saw on that one. And it just kind of doesn't help CONCACAF and its reputation when we see those kind of decisions. Anyway, um, enough of me rambling. Thank you, everybody, again for the support on the show. I, I really do appreciate it. It's, um, this, is, this is what I love doing. And I, I love uh, sharing uh, these interviews and my ramblings and thoughts with, with, with people so yeah um if you want to get in touch with me or like uh follow the show uh we're on instagram on down the pub pod we're also on twitter at down the pub pod and you can also subscribe and leave a review on apple Podcasts, spotify all like the usual spots or head to down the pub.ca um yeah so here's the show Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pool podcast. On this episode, we are joined by Memphis 901's Canadian defender, Skylar Thomas. Welcome to the show, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, the, the pleasure is all ours, man. I'm uh, excited to, uh, to chat to you because you've, you've got a lot going on. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be exciting to talk to you. Um, so before we start getting into the, the kind of the main part of the show, we kind of just do a quick, a couple of quick questions just to kind of get you off the mark so uh what's your favorite cheat meal cheat meal Ooh, 
Um, pizza, pizza for sure. Nice. Is there a particular like? Is it Domino's or is there a place in Memphis that you like to go to? You know what? I'm a frozen pizza type of guy. I like to stay comfortable, which is on the couch. Uh, just throw that pizza, <laughs> pop, it, pop it out 25 minutes later, and I'm good to go. Love it, love it, love it. I'm trying to get you a sponsorship deal here from Domino's or something, man. But hey, it's up to you. Giorno, <laughs> yeah, Delicio, those will work too. Love it. Um, what's the first pair of football boots you remember having? Ooh, some Umbros, big metal cleats, big metal studs. Um, don't know why I was wearing metal studs as a kid, but I remember those. Lethal weapons. Um, the team you supported growing up and why? Arsenal. Um, the team that I played for was called Ajax Gunners. Obviously, there is a direct um, relation with uh, Arsenal Gunners being the same name. We actually had some of the same logos on some of our kits. Uh, loved a lot of the players. Um, Arsenal, I love, love Arsenal growing up. Love it, man. Yeah, they kind of just brainwashed you, really, right? By having all that stuff that's in your face. And if um, who if somebody's going to play it in a movie, if somebody they're going to make a movie of your life, who would you like to uh, have play uh, play yourself? Let's go with Denzel. Love it, man. My <laughs> man. <laughs> so so, uh, so you're you're playing in Memphis. Uh, you're in a good position actually coming into the the playoffs with two games in hand on uh, OKC. So how's the, the squad looking? How's the squad feeling going into the final phase of the season? Uh, we're feeling confident. Um, personally, I'm feeling confident. Coach is feeling confident and the boys are feeling confident. I think you could feel that energy in the locker room, on the field, on game day. Um, it's been a long season. It didn't start off favorable for us. We had five games on the road to start off. Uh, but now we're seeing a string of games at home and the boys are ready to go. We're making a, a playoff push here and um, hopefully we end up on top. Again. I think uh, Niall, when he came along, you, you guys were towards the bottom and you just kind of gone on a nice like, little run. Of, uh, so how much is he, like you guys have obviously built a, a good partnership between you. Uh, how much of a difference has he made since he came in at the end of June? Yeah, great addition to the squad. I know we were kind of thin in the center back position. Uh, we've also had a few injuries throughout the season between myself and uh, another center back who's on the roster. So having him here slot in has been a blessing in terms of his leadership abilities and uh, his abilities as a soccer player as well. I think it's been a, a very good addition to the squad. We're happy to have him. So he's probably got the strongest Irish accent of all time. So how does the communication work? There's just a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, we have we have some guys on the team that don't speak English for their first language. So every time Nile speaks, they're kind of like listening with a real keen ear. Sometimes they'll be hitting me like, "Yo, what is he saying over there?" I'm like, "I don't honestly, I'm, like, I'm not even sure what he's talking about." You're gonna have to ask him. Yeah, it's, I just love that. I said to him that he kind of needs to come with his own subtitles. Uh, so, so like, you're, this is your, like your, your first year in Memphis. So, like, how are you finding life in the city? Uh, is there a big football culture already there? Like, uh, what's because I don't know what Memphis is like as a, as a kind of a soccer town. So, can you just tell us a little bit about how you're finding it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think that because there's not too many other professional teams here. Uh, the city really backs us. We have a good fan base who are all very engaged, very passionate about uh, the game of soccer. 
Um, so that's a huge plus, you know, living in a city where some people on the streets may know who you are or who have been to your games. It, it feels good, um, especially in this this league, the USL, where maybe sometimes there's not a large fan base. Uh, I think that here in Memphis, we're well taken care of in terms of the fans. Yeah, I, I find with the, the USL that the teams that aren't part of like they're not the reserve teams um, of the MLS teams. The, the fan bases are pretty passionate. So, like, what's it? What's it like playing in front of them? Is it the drums going? Is it like? Is it? Is it a whole big event for uh, your home games? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love the drums. As soon as you walk out of the tunnel, the dugout, you hear the drums right in the back. Uh, you got a whole bunch of fans cheering you on, encouraging you. They're playing the drums. And it just, it brings a certain adrenaline to you um, as soon as you step on that field. Minute number one, you got your fans behind you. You're ready to go. Love it, love it. I'd love to check out a game down there. Uh, so you've been part of the USL like for a good, a good few years now. Like You had that one year when you were back in Canada. But um, today there was the announcement of the collective bargaining agreement. So the league just seems to be growing and growing and growing. So what's it been like for you as somebody who's been part of it for so many years now? It's an honor. I feel blessed to be a part of this league still. Uh, I think I came in the league seven years ago, um, and this is the first collective bargaining agreement. Um, So I feel blessed. I feel honored. I'm excited for the future of this league. I think it's grown significantly since I've been in it, not only in terms of the quality on the field, but the amount of teams, the depth in each squad, uh, the money that's available for the players. Um, the league has really grown and I just feel honored to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like when, like when I was kind of starting out, there was a lot of teams just playing in like old baseball fields and all that kind of stuff. And they've really become soccer specific and it's, it's great to watch something that's not just the MLS kind of grow. Um, well, obviously you were part of the inaugural season here in Canada when you, you played for Valor. So um, how, how was that being part of a league that was like literally just starting up from the get-go? What was what was your your time like there in Winnipeg? It was enjoyable. I had a good time up there. Um, unfortunately, the team didn't do too well. We uh, never really hit our stride, which obviously – dampens the mood in a, in a professional soccer team's environment. Naturally, if you're winning, your experience is better than if you're losing. Uh, but putting that aside and trying to forget about the results, uh, I think that the league was strong. Good players, uh, again, good fan bases. Um, I think that there's a lot of growth, potential growth there. And I think that they're going to see that, especially coming out of this COVID period. Um, but yeah, a lot of good things to say about the CPL. And I, I wish nothing but the best of that league, their growth and all the players in that league. Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know if you saw, like Rob Gale was relieved of his position this week and a, a new coach took over. So it just seems like Valor have just always kind of struggled. But I mean, like the season that you were there, like you kind of had a lot of great players. Like, I mean, you had Bustos, you had Dylan Carrero, um, Louis Belongo. Yeah. So what, what do you think didn't just didn't click that, that first year? Like, was there, like, was it just 
everybody's just new and didn't know each other or was it just like a kind of like just didn't work out yeah we had some ballers on that team every time i was in training i was thinking like yo this team needs to be performing we need to be winning games um but i think it just goes to show that soccer is a team sport you can't just have a bunch of talented individuals go out there and win games you really have to have a philosophy you need to be working as a collective everyone needs to be on the same page um and the energies need to match up so i think it just goes to show that like i said soccer is a team sport and everyone needs to be on the same page in order to get results it's very very true uh, it's not always just about the individuals so um did you like do you still keep your eye on the cpl is that something that you kind of keep still keep your eye on or are you just like always just you focus on where you are now no i keep an eye on them I'm, I'm a fan of the league i got some friends in the league uh so i check in every once in a while it's quality soccer as well so whenever i check out some highlights check out some games uh it's always good to understand what's going on up there in the cpl uh i follow teams you know i'm still a fan of valor fc i want to see them win um i always got my eye on the cpl love it man love it so being from canada yourself like how did your your love of football in a not like at the time i'm sure when you're growing up like like football wasn't the biggest sport here in canada obviously hockey basketball baseball is so how, how did your love of football where did that come from and uh, how did you get started out Okay, so I think this story has been told to me. I don't necessarily remember it too much, uh, but I was probably around five years old. Um, my family was a sports family. I have an older sister who played in D1 college basketball. I have a younger brother who played at the collegiate level in Canada. Um, so we've always been involved in sports, but at the age of five, my dad and my mother said, yo, you need to get into something whether that's basketball, <laughs> baseball, it doesn't matter, just get into something. Uh, chose soccer for whatever reason and fell in love immediately. Game number one, I fell in love um, and just took it from there. I think that the soccer culture in Toronto and the quality of the player and the quality of the coaching in Toronto has grown significantly. Um, so there were plenty of opportunities for me to get the correct coaching or be a part of teams that uh, were developing quickly. Um, I was blessed. I was blessed. Uh, surrounded by some good people that allowed me to continue to fall in love with the game of soccer. I love it. It's like it's great. Like hearing like people uh, just from the get go just fall in love with it. It's it's such a it's such a great sport. Like it's just you know um, I, I like just. Just being part of a collective, no matter what happens, it's uh, it's just so much fun. Like so, you know, like when you were in Toronto, as you mentioned, you were part of TFC's like youth system um, when you were growing up too. So, like like I had Aiden Daniels on the show there like uh, two weeks ago, and he was saying like the best thing about it was the kind of the brotherhood, the kind of camaraderie. So, how was your experience going up through the the TFC system? So, I actually didn't really grow up through the TFC system. Um, I started off playing with Pickering and then I went to Ajax and then I went to college. And then after my first year of college, I went back to TFC just for the summer. Um, but same experience as Aiden, actually, he played for Ajax for a certain period of time. I played with his brother. Uh, but those guys that you grow up playing with are your brothers. 
Um, I'm still great friends with all of my, not all of my, but a certain group of childhood uh, teammates that I played with. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I fell in love with the game so quickly. Uh, it just gave me so much friends to, to hang out with, to play with, to build relationships with. Uh, when I look back at my life, I'm thinking 99% of the people uh, the friends that I have currently I've played with. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, um, as you mentioned, like you, you're in, uh, in Syracuse. So how, how does a kid from like Ontario get scouted by a college like that and get like a scholarship? Mm-hmm. So the team that I was on, uh, had a track record. The coach had a track record of promoting players to division one college, or just college in general. Um, we would go on showcases in America where uh, we had the opportunity to display our skills and get scouted by college coaches. Um, but we would also have showcases in Toronto, I think as well, where um, some coaches would come down from the States and check us out to play a game, two games across a weekend. Uh, Syracuse was only four hours away from Toronto. So the connection was always there just based off the distance. Um, I probably had a good game one day. Coach thought I was a good fit for their system. And uh, I guess I just continued to grow from there. I built in confidence and was lucky enough to get an opportunity to play at Syracuse. And what was your uh, what was your college experience like? Is the facilities like was it a huge step up from what you're used to and like a are, are the soccer players treated the same way as the other athletes or are you just kind of got, like, you know, you're still trying to get there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a few things. I feel like the administration at the school, we are all treated equally, uh, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, um, pretty much equally, um, I guess, clout, I would say on campus is definitely different. Um, we're not getting the same love that basketball players are get, football players are get, are getting. Um, but coming from Ajax to Syracuse, there was definitely a huge step up in the facilities, uh, the way that we were managed as athletes, um, the support that we were given in school. It was an awesome experience. I had a great time in Syracuse. Again, very grateful, very thankful. Um, I look back at that opportunity as one of the best opportunities and one of the best times of my life. Yeah, it's, it's incredible to get like a scholarship to a U.S. school like that, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, so like, what was the, what was the, like the standard of play going from Ontario to playing like NCAA Division One must have been a huge jump up for you. So, how quickly did you need to adapt to become a better player? Because I'm sure you still had to grow a little bit to reach the levels of some of the guys that you're playing against. Right. Right. Um, it was a step up for sure. Physically, the speed of play, everything, it was a step up. Um, I was lucky enough to have a coach that really believed in me. Uh, my first year there, we won three games. So you can only imagine how my performance looked. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest. If it was maybe any other team, any other coach, maybe I would have lost my spot but he gave me the opportunity to fail and grow. Um, learned a lot that first year. I think I grew a lot as a player. Uh, second year, we're in the Sweet 16. So um, 
there was definitely a huge learning curve, but I was provided the opportunity to, to, I guess, make the mistakes that I had to make and grow within that first year of playing at Syracuse. So from, from work, so from working with coaches like, like that were at Syracuse and in Ontario, like has that like fed down to yourself to like want to teach kids coming through yourself? Cause I know that's a big part of your life. And I know that's something that you, like, you seem to like really want to, uh, pass on what with the knowledge you've been given like so uh was it working with guys like that that really inspired you to be that way 100 percent um i've been so blessed with the community of people who have helped me get to where i am today whether that's my parents my teammates my coaches um but knowing that i have that community and knowing that not everyone has the opportunity in the community that i have i want to do my part in giving those young athletes who want to take their game to the next level as much opportunity as possible. If I could share my knowledge and help get somebody to the place that I'm at, that's a win in my mind. Or if I can share my knowledge and help somebody even just fall in love with the game and want to play house league for their first year, um, that's a win for me as well. Uh, I just look at all the blessings that I've been able to receive through the game of soccer. I think it would be a shame if I didn't do my part in and, share the love and passion for soccer that I have with others. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like there's, there's, there's players and they've every right to like, who just go to, to they see football as work, you know, it's like they go to training, they're, they're good at the game and uh, they go home and away they go. It's kind of nice to see people who want to pass on their knowledge that they've received, like, because it's, it's, I think we're all blessed when we get people in life that will actually give us a bit of time to, help us you know so obviously this kind of led you along the the, the road to uh uvu training so uh, how did how did that come about and like what was the um the inspiration behind starting that up got you got you so when i was in charleston uh, my second year in charleston i wanted to start training kids so i started branding myself creating a soccer training business it was called uvu soccer training and while I was there, I was training kids and they had a great time training with me. They had a great time training with their team, but they just didn't know how to train in between that, whether that was them at home, them at the field by themselves. They were very ambitious and wanted to continue to get better. Uh, so I just tried to find a way to solve that problem, help them out. Um, I was initially giving them these homework sheets that they would use once and throw out because it wasn't too cool. Um, but when I was playing cards with my teammates, uh, a lot of what I did was play cards, whether that was at home, uh, living with my teammates on the road, on flights, um, playing cards was massive. But when I was playing cards with them, I had the idea to just throw 52 different at-home exercises on the deck of cards. Uh, ran with that idea, made a prototype, scribbling some different exercises out on a blank deck of cards giving it to my athletes. They would provide feedback. Uh, just kept making the necessary steps. And about a year later, Kick Deck was birthed, um, providing simple, fun, and effective at-home training for youth soccer players around the world. Um, I guess through that concept, I've been able to create two other decks, Kick Deck ABCs, which is just for a younger demographic, 26 cars labeled A through Z, encouraging kids to spell to create training sessions and then hoop deck, which is the equivalent of kick deck, but for basketball players. 
Wow, that, I, I didn't realize you had it expanded. I just thought it was just the original uh, kick deck. That's that's awesome. So is, is basketball a big part of your life too? It is. It is. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I grew up loving basketball. I played basketball until I was in grade seven. Um, I think in grade seven, I kind of, I just made a choice. I said, I like soccer more. Um I feel like basketball is holding me back. I'm tired doing both of them. So I got to go tell my coach I'm done playing basketball. Told my coach I was done and haven't looked back, to be honest. But um, love the game of basketball. I think it's been huge for my family as well. My brother and my sister being able to receive an education. My parents both played extended family who are huge basketball fans. Um, So basketball has definitely played a huge part of my life as well. Are you a Raptors fan? Of course. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you still have the original uh, prototype that you did for, for kick deck? Because that'd be a cool like, little memento to keep for yourself. 100%. So the idea popped in my mind and I went straight to Amazon, got a blank deck of cards and some markers and just started scribbling out on those cards. I still have that prototype for sure. I love it. I love it. So how did uh, how, how did Dwayne get involved in? Because um, he was talking about it when I had him on the show too, like uh, just, just after Christmas, and he seemed pretty passionate about it as well. So Yeah, so shout out to my dad. Um, he gave the deck to Dwayne's manager. Uh, the manager gave the deck to Dwayne. Uh, they were both heckling him, hassling him, you know, check out the deck, check out the deck. He finally checked it out. And he was impressed. We hop on the Zoom call, just like we are here today. Um, started chopping it up, told him my story, uh, kind of shared um, my admiration for him, his career and what he's doing now. And um, I guess our visions aligned and we were able to come to a, an agreement. Um, and we're fortunate enough to have him as our official brand ambassador it's amazing i love it man it's such a great success story to think something that you just started out as like just helping out in the community to like actually trying to make a business out of it i love it i love it so like like going forward where do you see uvu going where would you like it to, to actually be at the end like i know that kick deck will be a part of the the business but there's also going to be like more to it like what's your what's your vision for it yeah, um, definitely expanding to different sports. Um, my love for soccer is definitely there and it's definitely very strong, but I understand that soccer is not the only vehicle uh, for youth to be involved and then become the best that they can be. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other sports out there that, that a lot of kids love and play. Uh, so if I can partner with experts in those sports to create decks for those athletes as well, it's definitely a vision I have for, uh, for the company. Um, but just being able to give back through sport, uh, the deck is so accessible. Pretty much anybody can use it. It's all you need is a ball. You don't need internet. You don't need a device. Um, I want to be able to travel the world and provide different training options for kids in areas of the world that don't necessarily have access to, uh, the opportunities that we have access to here. Um, this question is so loaded. There's so many ways for me to answer this question because I'm just constantly sitting here at my desk thinking about it. 
Uh, I want to be um, running camps. I want to be building fields, um, not only here in North America, but in, in other countries as well. Um, I just want to be the place where youth athletes go to receive guidance uh, and provide them with inspiration and motivation to take their game to the highest level or simply just have fun with what they're doing. But anybody who's like, who, who, who listens to you, like can, can hear your passion just coming through your voice, man. And like, it's uh, anybody who's thinking about getting their kids into sports or like wants to um, just get their kids active like it's it's stuff like that that's going to get them there so so like where on the internet can people find the kick deck and um the uh the, the uvu training got you yeah so you can follow us on instagram at uvu training or you can check out our website at www.uvu training i got that right www.uvu.training. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks over there. Um, but yeah, check us out. Join our community. We have a growing community of youth athletes that are just looking to get better, looking to have fun. Um, we're excited to have you a part of the community. Yeah, I, I, there's a there's a kid here in the city. I was talking to you before we started to call Jack Murray, who's he's actually like a, an avid reporter. Like he does uh, interviews with CPL players. He's like 12 and he's an ambassador for, for you guys. And uh, he loves it. Have you seen any of his, uh, his Instagram videos, what he's doing, the the training sessions, you can tell it's a lot of fun and uh, mm. it's yeah. Good on you, man. Good on you. So did, did like, I know you said there that you're like, you'd want to help them come through and stuff like that. It's like helping kids get scholarships. Is that something that you, cause obviously you've got that experience too, because you know, it's, uh, you've lived that, you know, and you know, the pitfalls and you know, the, the ways to go about it. Is that something you'd like to do as well? hundred percent at the peak of our business, I would be liking, I would, I would like to provide the scholarship, uh, whether that's, uh, like I'm saying the kids here in North America, or if there's a kid in Africa who has the talent and the interest in coming here to America to play for Syracuse university, um, I would love to be able to provide a scholarship for him on behalf of UVU training or on behalf of kick deck. Um, when I look back at it, the scholarship for me was a platform um, and it allowed me to be where I am today. So if I can uh, repay that favor to whoever would be interested in um, taking that next step in their journey, I, I would love, I would love that experience. Yeah. Um, so coming out of college like you were obviously uh, drafted by by TFC I think you we were in the first round at 11th uh, what what was your what was your draft experience I know it's a whole big I've talked to a few people who've been like in the first round so you got the, the combines and stuff for that so what was your experience like on draft day and the lead up to it and how much fun was it <laughs> yeah I woke up super early because I couldn't sleep Went down to the hotel uh, gym to run on the treadmill. Never ran as fast since. Um, <laughs> I was lucky enough to have my family with me there in Philadelphia. Uh, super nervous, though. I mean, I still remember as the draft was starting, like everything within me kind of just froze. Um it was, a, it was a very cool experience. And to have my name called as the 11th pick in the first round was 
uh, a dream come true. I mean, starting to play at five years old, making all the sacrifices that I had, uh, and, and then being able to get drafted by my hometown team um, was an amazing feeling. Wow. So, like, I, I don't know how much, like, I don't know that much about because obviously in Europe they don't do drafts and, and stuff like that. But did you have a, any inkling about what was going to happen, like, in terms of TFC picking you? Or, like, did you know you're going to go that early? Like, like, what's the kind of, like, what's the insider info that you're kind of given? Or is it just, like, a big, huge surprise? Yeah, I had no clue I was going to TFC. So, on, like, draft week, the Combine, uh, certain teams meet with you. They ask you questions. They get a better understanding of who you are and uh, what you're capable of. Um, I met with two teams who weren't TFC. Uh, so I had no clue that I was going to go to TFC, um, but grateful to be able to go back home, I guess. So did you feel any sort of pressure, obviously being a home a home, home kid, hometown kid, playing for TFC, being picked in the first round of the draft? Like, was Did you feel any sort of pressure yourself when you – Went to TFC like um, in the off season. Yes, I did feel pressure. I don't think that it being TFC was any additional pressure. I think it was just the pressure of all right, bro, you got drafted eleventh. Um, this is your opportunity to shine. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. Uh, go out there and prove yourself, kind of thing. I think. Upon reflection, I, I've quite often put pressure on myself. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing all the time, uh, but I definitely recall feeling pressure that was put on myself as I got drafted. So as like, you, as you're, as you are now and you're like helping younger people out, what would you say to yourself back then? Like mm. how would you handle it a little, like differently or would you not change it? Cause obviously you can't, but you know what I mean? Like, how would you, how would you, like, looking back as an older person, more mature, how would you handle things a little bit differently? I would say just believe in yourself. Um, believe in yourself. I think that when I got to that next level and maybe the coaches didn't believe in me as much as my last coach uh, did, I think that I started to lack belief in myself. Um, looking back, I would tell myself to continue to believe in yourself it doesn't matter what coach xyz thinks about you it doesn't matter what player xyz thinks about you you're here for a reason they drafted you for a reason uh you're a great player there's always room to grow but don't ever stop believing in yourself amazing so um you were obviously uh part of the canadian youth system as well like the national team and uh, you played in the some olympic qualifiers for the uh, under 23s um mm -hmm. how was your experience with the the national team and looking at the team today uh can you believe how far the game is growing in Canada mm, great experience with them that was uh one of my favorite tournaments to date that I've been a part of for sure um so pleased and excited to see the direction that Canada soccer is headed in so much young talent um they got some veterans on the squad who are who are leading the group as well. Uh, very exciting group to watch, and I'm expecting big things. 
we all are no pressure for them right? <laughs> <laughs> but but like look at that qualifying thing like, so I was saying looking at today like some of the players you played against man like I mean like you like like Lozano uh, for Mexico like the, the US team you played against uh, like had uh, like some like Will Trap and uh, Cameron uh, Carter Vickers and all that kind of stuff what was it like playing against those kind of players, like the, the best players in your age group in North America uh, and Central America, what was, the, what was that experience like the, uh, in terms of how you saw yourself, like, we, like being able to play against these guys and being able to mix with them? Yeah, I think <clears throat> there was a bit of imposter syndrome. I think that there were a few, <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a few um, center backs from Canada that would have been eligible to play that were injured or weren't released or whatever. Um, so I was kind of like the next guy up. Uh, but I think I took great advantage of the opportunity. I think I had a strong tournament. Um, but there were definitely times around the field thinking like, yo, that guy plays MLS. That guy's like one of the best youth players in this tournament. Uh, I just got out of college. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, there, there was some nerves, imposter syndrome, but um, I think I, I, I showed very well during that tournament. Yeah, man, you definitely did, and uh, it's like uh, I just, I just when I'm talking to people, and you just like so, so like you just listen to the players they played against and stuff like that. It's just blows my mind that people just don't like think back to it and just go like, holy shit, you know? Like I, like I played against this guy and I did well. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's just crazy to me. So I know you've got a team dinner to go to, and I don't want to keep you here all night, but I could listen, honestly listen to you talk football all night. But uh, there, there is something that we ask every person on the show. So you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament. Uh, from the players you played with, uh, who makes your team? So can I include the players that I played with? Although I wasn't on TFC, you know, I was training with them preseason. Um, Good team, buddy. Golly. All right. So Bradley, for sure. Nice. Joseph and Gio, most definitely. So that's three plus myself would be four. I need one more player. So you don't have to put a goalkeeper if you don't want to. You can play. A lot of people play last man back. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love, we love, we, Don't get me wrong. We love goalkeepers on this show. So that a lot of people... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to kind of shoehorn so many people into a small team. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 I'm actually gonna go with a guy in college. I played with Julian Boucher. This guy was filthy. He was very good. Um, much above the level that we were at at the time. Um, one of those players that you see in training, you're like, wow, he shouldn't be here. Step above. Um, so I'm gonna go with those four. So can you uh, can you recap for me? If you don't yeah. mind. Josie, Gio, Bradley, and sure. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's one of the sickest teams we've had so far. So that's, that's amazing, man. So um, how can people find you on Instagram yourself? And just give us the. Uh, web address for you be training again so people can hook you up uh, look you up got you yeah you can follow me on instagram at skylar underscore tom t-h-o-m um and of course our website again www.uvu.training please so, check out. always love to connect uh yeah 
yeah, the website is definitely worth checking out. It's uh, as I said, it's, if you've got kids uh, that are interested in the game or just want to try something different, it's definitely worth checking out. So I really appreciate the time, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, say hello to Niall for me. Um, he like I hope to God that uh, you guys get a translator in for him so you can kind of understand what the fuck he's going on about. So <laughs> <laughs> so best of luck in the rest of the season. I hope you make the playoffs and uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Anthony. I appreciate you. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.